John Hartwell, the uh, Director of Athletics at Utah State University. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Sure thing, guys. And uh, as you said, uh, the last 48 hours for sure, and and we've got more to go, is uh, uncharted territory, and there is – there, there's not a, a an AD textbook 101 to uh, <laughs> to tell you how to deal with this. You just you just got to uh, you got to work your way through it, and it remains a fluid situation. So the the news uh, that came down just recently about suspending well it started on Wednesday. The university Noel Cockett saying we're suspending all events for Utah State. We're suspending travel. Um, so that started to affect a few things. There were immediate questions about travel related to the Utah State men's basketball team, whether or not that would happen. And then the Mountain West says all spring things, are, uh, spring sporting events are suspended. Uh, and then the NCAA tournament gets canceled. I mean, what kind of a whirlwind has it been like for you and your office these last 48 hours? All right. So I will, uh, I'll clarify a little bit of that and, and try to, uh, let you guys step into my shoes and, and walk uh, through the last 48 hours a little bit. So, so yeah, we originally, I guess it was around noon on Wednesday, got the information from the university that was kind of a blanket statement. Um, but there was a drill down in there that, that carved out athletics, which at that time, you know, we still anticipated it was – we knew it was not going to be business as usual, but we didn't think that, you know, competitions would be canceled, so things like that. And, and the the interesting component of this, I actually got it when I had just checked in a hotel in Salt Lake City. So we, um, amongst all of this fray that's happened in the last 48 hours, we, we conducted one interview uh, Wednesday afternoon and two interviews uh, yesterday for our vacant women's basketball coaching position. So I was, I was actually in Salt Lake City. Um, we got that clarified about athletics, and then we did our interview. Uh, Amy Crosby and Jerry Bovey, two of my senior staff members, were were with me doing those interviews, and so we end up going to dinner on. Wednesday night in Salt Lake and literally watching the TV, um, the news broke about Rudy Gobert, Tom Hanks. And, you know, I, I really think at that point, Corona went from being a faceless, nameless virus that, that was a significant threat. But I think once people were able to identify people that it was affecting that it took a whole different turn and, and probably, you know, again, hindsight's 2020 probably for the best because, because I think there were some people who who were not taking it uh, probably as serious as they needed to, that, that that was a wake up call. So, um, and, and I'll say, frankly, at that time when the NBA said, Hey, we're suspending play, um, you know, and Jerry and I were sitting there and say, "Hey, this this may impact. We may not have an NCAA tournament." So, fast forward to uh, 
yesterday morning, well, Wednesday night late, I got a phone call from, from President Cockett. She said, hey, John, I need you to represent me on a 9 a.m. conference call for the Mountain West CEOs, the presidents and chancellors in the Mountain West, because I, and this is her talking, I've got to be uh, in Salt Lake with the governor for a press conference announcing what we're doing with higher education. So, so as she is sitting or getting ready for that press conference, I'm on a call with the Mountain West presidents. There were just nine presidents and there were two other athletic directors sitting in for their president, just as I was. And the, the decision is made to suspend, um, spring sport competition. But at that time, we had carved out, if you've already qualified for NCAA uh, tournament activity, you could still play, which affected Boise women's basketball, obviously us in San Diego State on the men's side. And then we also had some athletes who had qualified to participate in the NCAA track and field championships, which were supposed to be held starting today in Albuquerque. So carved that out and said, hey, those still can participate. And obviously this was before any NCAA directive came out. So that was passed unanimously. Um, and then you have the NCAA come out yesterday and say, hey, we're, we're pulling the plug on all winter and spring championships uh, then the Mountain West came back. Uh, you know, we've had some further clarification late yesterday afternoon that says, hey, not only competition, but, you know, we're shutting down uh, recruiting both on campus and off campus, um, you know, going forward. And then this morning you have the NCAA or around noon today, you have the NCAA saying, hey, we're, we're going to look at uh, – Giving another, granting another year of eligibility to spring sports that were suspended, and the NCAA put a uh, NCAA wide uh, ban on recruiting both on campus and off campus through at least April fifteenth. So it has been a moving target to say the least, and and I have had multiple meetings in the last twenty four to thirty six hours where literally I'm telling either our head coaches, our senior staff, or the university executive staff something, and I'll get an email or text or something that changes the narrative again. So it to say it's fluid or has been fluid would be an understatement. Mr. Harwell, there's also a conversation that there may be an opportunity for seniors to come back in winter sports. What have you heard so far about that? Uh, just speculation. It's okay. Talk. I, I, you know, I think a, as much as I'd love to see, uh, you know, Sam Merrill and Diego Brito suit up again for the Aggies. I think that's a little far farther fetched okay. and a little more difficult to do. Cause all of a sudden let, let's take, let's just take that example for a minute, Sam Merrill. So if Sam gets a whole nother year. Uh, you know, Sam could rewrite all kinds of record books if he had another year to play basketball from a scoring perspective and everything else. Because in essence, 
what he was, what was taken away from him, uh, you know, was, was a minimum of one game, but a maximum of six games, you know? So how, how do you go about giving a whole season back for that? And especially, uh, you know, some teams who lost in the Mountain West tournament, they had completed a whole season. So how, I think that one's. I think it's still out there for discussion. And the good news is, uh, I think the NCAA is going to err in in the favor of student athletes doing everything we can for student athletes. But that one may be a little bit far fetched. But I, I think uh, I, I applaud the the rapidness of of putting something out there for the spring sport student athletes who had felt like, Hey, I may just be a month into my season. And, you know, the plug was pulled on it. You know, we're talking to John Hartwell. He's the director of athletics for Utah state university. And, uh, with this, the, the spring sport athletes, as you talk about, um, Utah state does have several of them softball, notably. Um, but there have been some championships that are, won't happen like for gymnastics, USU Gymnastics has had an incredible season. Um, it, but with looking at softball and, and some of the other spring athletes, there's got to be some consideration for like financial aid that happens and room and board and how you, scholarship limits. I mean, I yeah, bet this yeah, is just I, I all think, kind of blue sky here we're trying to figure out. Yeah, it is. And I, and I think for sure you'll see a, a, a lifting of the restriction on the scholarship limits and, and, you know, just at first blush, and there's a lot of details to work out with this, but they will probably waive for one year your limitation on the number of scholarships. So, in other words, if our seniors, uh, you know, are given the opportunity to come back, which it looks like they would have that opportunity, obviously you've already signed next year's signing class to, uh, to grant and aids, so you, you would have over-rewarded uh, you know, in terms of scholarship, but I'm sure the NCAA will will uh, put in a waiver for that and a waiver for your squad size too. Because if you had, you know, five graduating seniors, you sign five new players. In, in theory, you're going to have you know five more people on the roster than you do this year. So I, I think those things are things that'll that will be a little quirky for a year, but that's certainly manageable. Uh, with um, there's also some talk that there's some push to have the NCAA release a bracket for men's basketball and women's basketball. First, your reaction: Why is that significant? And and two, how does that affect like coaching salaries and, and bonuses? You know, it, I don't think it really does because um, I mean none of the games are going to get played, so it, I, I don't think it. And I, I know Craig does not have this in his, uh, in his contract in terms of incentives, but I, I have never seen a coaching contract that says, hey, if you get a number one seed, you know, in the NCAA tournament, you get a $50,000 bonus or whatever it may be. So I, and here's the other component of that. And Craig Thompson, our Mountain West commissioner, uh, sits on the NCAA basketball selection committee, you know, they still had a long way to go um, in the process because of so, so many games 
not yet played in conference tournaments. They were early in the seeding uh, process when when the plug was pulled yesterday. I, I would venture to say they did not. They had not even gone through a first full blush of that seeding. And, and once that was done yesterday, obviously that committee is made up of a lot of athletic directors and and other uh, executives in collegiate athletics. They had bigger fish to fry than to try to. Uh, finish speculation on a uh, on a on a bracket there, so I, I don't think you will see that happen. But just to be clear, if if in his contract, if he reaches the NCAA tournament, there is a bonus, but there's not a, a, a structure that gives him greater or lower depending on the seed. Is that correct? Yeah, that that is correct. Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, I, I do got to ask you, I don't know if this is the right time to ask you about this either, but the three nights in Vegas, uh, one of the most historic three-night run in Aggie men's basketball history, you were there personally to watch that. What was it like to see Coach Smith take this team and lead him through some major adversity night after night after night and come away as Mount West Conference champs? You know, that that's a great point, Ajay, and I was, I was talking – on an interview earlier today about that, probably one of the most satisfying things, uh, and, and that three night period was the culmination of it was, you know, this team was different than last year's team because this team went into the season with so much hype and so much preseason, you know, uh, uh, belief that we were just going to run through the mountain West conference regular season and, and, postseason and this team faced adversity from the get-go whether you know you can start with Nimi's knee injury late last summer and you know we battled through that and had a great run to begin the year including wins over LSU and Florida and then you get to mid um to to mid-December to you know roughly through the 10th of January and you know uh, and I'll primarily base it on on injuries and and missing guys. You know, you lose a close game to BYU. Um, you lose a close game. Well, it was late November, but you lose a close game at St. Mary's. I, I was at both of those games, and then you get to January and you literally stumble out of the blocks. You know, an an ugly loss, uh, a blowout loss at UNLV, totally unexpected, although they had a pretty good year. And then the the loss at Air Force, Craig does a great job of regrouping the guys, and it looks like we're cruising along. And and then we we had the last four-minute meltdown at Boise, and, you know, I think a lot of people doubted us at that point. I think a lot of people said, oh, this team is done, and and you've got to give credit to – to the coaching staff, to the senior leadership of, of Sam and Diogo, um, that they just persevered. And and then you get to Vegas last week, and Thursday night against New Mexico is an absolute grind. Friday night against Wyoming is an absolute grind, and they're throwing up threes. You know, uh, what was it, number 22 for them hit, what, five or six, and he hadn't hit that many all year long. Yeah, yeah. And, and we just – find a way to get to Saturday. And I think uh, a lot of our fan base said, whew, we made it to Saturday, but man, it's going to be hard tomorrow against, uh, you know, against a a really good San Diego State 
team. And then we get into that game and we get down 27 to 11 and literally we can't throw it in the ocean for about an eight minute period there. I mean, we have, we have wide open look after wide open look and we're clanking it off the rim and have had a couple of air balls and, and, you know, the perseverance and the will to win and, you know, obviously led by Sam, but there were so many guys involved in it. And you, you look at Diogo. Diogo was one of those guys who was clanking them up there. And all of a sudden, Sam gets a couple of buckets and Diogo hits the big bucket before halftime. And, and all of a sudden, you see a turn of the emotion and, and folks are saying, hey, we may can do this. And, and just the way that it came down the stretch and Sam ultimately hitting that game winner uh, you know, and, and even the suspense after that, I'm, I'm standing right behind our bench and, and the, the shot by Malachi Flynn was dead on line. I mean, I'm like standing there, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to hit this and we're going to go to overtime and it, it rims out. But, you know, to me, that's kind of the silver lining and, and I'm a glass half full guy. Yeah. I'm disappointed that, that these guys didn't get a chance to play in the NCAA, uh, tournament. But in, in hindsight, if, you know, and, and they'll look at this 5, 10, 20, 30 years down the road, and that game will go down in the, in the lore and history uh, of Utah State basketball. Hey, our season ends winning a championship, beating the number five team in the country, and, and what a tribute to Coach Smith, his entire staff, and, and obviously – all of our student athletes. And with that, uh, obviously Coach Smith is a very hot commodity around the country, I would imagine. What is the plan to be able to bring him back for next year? Hey, I, I've already started that sales job, Ajay. I started that <laughs> long, 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 long ago. So, so yeah, we'll, uh, you know, the, the great thing is, is, is my relationship with Craig is, is, you know, unbelievably good uh in fact we we've had several conversations today uh about some things and uh hey i i'll pledge this to aggie nation i'll do everything within my power to keep craig smith as as the uh head coach of aggie basketball uh john harwell has been you've been generous with your time one last question uh, i had for just for me just when you had your uh, I know that the mountain west athletic directors and, and presidents also get together besides the games that happen on the court what are anything big that's coming out of those meetings? I know there's been some disputes about TV contracts and university and Boise State University not liking some of the language. Um, but anything that we can obviously, some things are confidential, but some things that you could share with us that have come out of those meetings. Yeah, you you know one one thing that you know whether it's the coronavirus or any any other uh, significant challenge that we have, you know. Sometimes, and again, I'm a silver lining, glass half full guy. Some sometimes it, these types of things make you sit back and realize, hey, some some of the things that that we think are big deals or we're trying to work through, really in the big scheme of life, aren't that significant. And and when when you look at, at you know what it, what has happened the last uh, 48 hours, um, you know those differences tend to get put aside uh, quicker. And, and I'll say this, I think we're uh, there, there's been some back and forth, but I think we're at a good place uh, with, with Boise and, and the rest of our membership in terms of the television contract. 
you know, again, one of the other uh, hot topics until uh, Corona kind of took over the name, image, likeness thing, and where's that going? So that's that's a continuing thing. But but again, um, when you're talking about student athlete safety and welfare and and the health of not just our student athletes or, or of the folks at Utah State University or Cache Valley, but but worldwide, uh, you know, some of those things. Uh, they're not as high on the priority list as uh, as the quality of, of life and, and the health of uh, of those involved in our program. So uh, from from a perspective standpoint, uh, sometimes those things are good. Well, John, we appreciate your time. We know you're a, you're a very busy guy trying to sort all this out with all the people that you have to try to lead and organize and how these things keep changing. But we do appreciate your time and appreciate the insight. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Sean.